welcome to another episode of the Liberated Mind Show. Today we'll be speaking about uh, white privilege on full display. Uh, basically, we'll be reviewing what happened on uh, January 6th. Uh, James came up with a with a name for that day that he wants it to be in a calendar, but we'll get into that later. Where your host, <laughs> where your host, my dear Jay and me, that's Kay. All right. And that day will be called White Privilege Day. <laughs> and All if right. you need us to explain why it's called White Privilege Day, this show is probably not for you. <laughs> Just joking, this show is for everybody. All right, so let's uh jump in. Now this is this first question is kind of obvious, but I think people need to hear it. How do you see things ending if that was Black Lives Matter who would have attempted to enter the Capitol? Rubber bullets, bean bags, mace, tear gas, real bullets, batons. Who knows? Like, to even think about what would have happened is like you really have to use your imagination and get creative because when you have darker complexion, you're scarier for some reason. For some reason, um, society has deemed darker complexion with scariness. The darker you are, the more scary you are. So, right. I can't imagine. And I don't, I almost don't want to, because I understand that what you think about, you manifest. So I don't even know what to imagine what could have possibly happened if it was Black Lives Matter. The good thing is, Black Lives Matter ain't that dumb. Me ain't storming the Capitol. <laughs> we actually have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. And I, I say we lightly. Um, the movement actually has a purpose. I don't know what the purpose of that group was. Like, does anybody even know? Like, what was the purpose? What were they, like, what was the goal? The purpose was to stop the count. So they was doing the electoral count. And they went there to disrupt it, to literally stop them in their tracks. So it was mission accomplished, but, you know, no, they knew what they was doing when they got there too, because what they, was like? What was they doing? Because it looked like all they were doing was tearing shit up and taking selfies. I'm gonna say, go on to eBay. I'm pretty sure that podium is up for sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he took one of the one of the goons took Nancy Pelosi's um mail, literally her mail. Mm-hmm. Confidential. You know but yeah i i agree with you though um it's definitely if if those were some melanated people i'm not even saying rubber bullets because we saw what happened back in june of 2020 they deployed the national guard for Mm -hmm. you know when people were peaceful protest a peaceful protest acknowledging the murder of george floyd so it's like they felt that was necessary. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So if they felt that was necessary for a peaceful protest, but yet you have an all out an attack. Insurrection. Yo, I don't I don't think people realize like, the severity of what happened. Like for real. If you sit if you sit back and really take it in for what it was, these are all elected officials. Terrorists. Elected officials we had, the the highest of the elected officials in the United States, all but ex, all but the the one sitting in the president uh, position. But you even had the vice president, speaker of the house, basically the second and third in in the line of um command. You had them in there, so it's like these people literally barged in there, put them all in jeopardy. But people ain't calling it what it is. It's like, yo, it was an attack. You might as well say this. Was it was an attack on American mm-hmm. soil from American people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they all gonna get off because they're gonna say the president told me to do it. And White gonna- power. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm saying like all jokes aside, it's like if like when you sit down and examine it and analyze it for what it was. Yo, we were just talking. Uh, we were just talking the other week about the um, the guy in Nashville when he came through with the the suicide bomber, mm-hmm. and he leveled the place, and it was barely a peep out of him. Now this, they downplaying it, talking about it was a protest. Mm-hmm. That's I not a protest. A federal building. It was an attack on American fucking soil. Isn't that the By is- American people? I'm telling and they all going to get off because they're going to say, oh, the president told me to do it. Yeah. Well, he said he likes the uneducated and it's for this purpose because he can manipulate. Mm-hmm. And aside from the White House, the Capitol building, everyone knows what that is. You know, that's like the second most protected, I think, aside Not from the Pentagon. Protected. But that's definitely in the top five. It is. Like I said, these people literally... Guess what? Yeah. They did not give a fuck because they knew, like James said, they had the complexion for protection. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely, we would have been met with, um, with live rounds, not even rubber, because they would have said that was federal property and the, the senator's lives were in danger. The policemen's mm-hmm. lives were in danger. We didn't even hear that. This this go around. Ain't that amazing? Mm-hmm. We didn't hear nothing about fearing for my for, fearing for my life. Blue Lives Matter was quiet in the mud. Yep. But you know what? It's beautiful because the beauty in it is now no one can deny white privilege exists. No one can deny it. And if they attempt to deny it, no one can all they're it. doing it's introducing themselves to you. They're saying, hi, this is who I am. <laughs> My and name is. It's, and it's open. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's, it's blatant. Like, at this point, you, you, it's undeniable. It's really undeniable. You cannot. You, 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 they, their hands are red. The barn is red. And they have paint. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. 
your hands are you've been caught red-handed like showing that white privilege exists to the world and guess what they can try to sweep this under the rug but because of social media Mm -hmm. the news outlet isn't the only media we have to rely on anymore so you fucked up (laughs) you fucked up and then everybody in it with their phones Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should be that's gonna be on display for us later. Like if they charge these people with anything other than terrorism, it's going it's gonna let black people know. It's gonna send uh it's it's gonna send um a unwelcoming message and a very scary message to white people. Like it's not going to send a scary message to black people because we've been hearing it for a long time. It's going to send a very scary message to white people because what do you think will be our reaction? Like, we didn't been through Rodney King. We didn't been through George Floyd. Now y'all showing us that y'all can do it and we can't. What do you think will be the reaction of the American people, the, the black American people, if these individuals get charged with anything less, like I'm trying not to visualize what I really think is going to happen because I believe in manifesting. So I'm really genuinely trying not to think about it, but I have an idea (laughs) and it don't look pretty for anybody with light skin because at the end of the day, I can't go on because I feel like I might say some incriminating things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I want to just add like, it's funny. It's because, I mean, it's like textbook 101. You distract from yourself. If you a crook, you're going to point and say, look at that. You're going to point as a distraction. And that's what they've always been doing with us. It's like, Yo, be afraid of them. They got black, black on black crime. They um. Meanwhile, let me do this Ponzi scheme and take the savings. Everything, everything is always look at us. We take, we the scapegoat for everything. Meanwhile, they do ten times as as worse. Mm-hmm. They're the most criminal group in America. Like, if you break down by crime, they lead in every category. How many black serial killers are there? Are there any? Not that I can think of. How many black mass shooters are there? One. The sniper guy? Yeah. That's one. the only one I can think of, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the different massacres. And he was shaking his shit. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, and he, you know, think about the history, and we can only think of one black guy. Yeah. One black guy for mass shootings, one black guy for serial killing. And yeah, no, yeah. no black guys for serial killing. I think it was one he got arrested last year. Oh, so you mean after all of these years of yeah. being oppressed, he decided to, now I'm going to do what the white people are doing. That guy, okay, yeah, he don't count. <laughs> yeah, my but it's like he don't count. One one out of don't add. We're not talking about him, James. He don't. No, I'm count. talking about the the sniper. 
<laughs> but that's, okay. that's that's like one out of five thousand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and then how many in jail for crimes that white people did and pinned on black people because they had the money to do it? Oh yeah. And we didn't. Like yo, I love that. Donald Trump tried to get so many people against us that he actually got us more allies. He got us more people. He got us more white people saying, no, fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, is this how these y'all really living? Yo, this shit ain't right. I didn't notice. And I'm sorry. He actually got more white people. He put things in the spotlight so that now more white people are like, yo, I didn't know this was it. Now, some people are lying. They didn't know this shit was happening. They didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But some people are being genuine. They really didn't know we had it this fucked up. And mm-hmm. then they see that we got it this fucked up. They want to help us change it. And I love that about it. And that's one of the things I love about, you know, the Trump presidency. Ten things, ten good things about the Trump presidency. That's one of them. He thought he was getting us enemies, and he actually got us more allies. Yeah, I can see that. All right. And after this, we got even more. You know how many more allies we got after this? Yeah. Think about it. Think about how many people in Congress was still Trump, and then he put their lives at risk. And now they're like, yo, fuck him. Like they like, it's almost like the universe was saying, "What do you need to say fuck Trump?" And they were like, "Man, I ain't never saying fuck Trump. You will have to get my, you will have to get his supporters to storm the Capitol building before I say fuck Trump." And the universe was like, "Granted." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's not even. Honestly, like, if I hear what you're saying, and it's true to some degree, it's like, if that was 100% true, he wouldn't still be president. He'd be locked up in some federal building. He literally told you, he's like, yo, I can go to, what do you say, Park Avenue, put that something, and shoot somebody and get away with it. Mm-hmm. He straight up told you. He That was like foreshadowing. He's like, yeah. hey. I ain't president, yeah. but I'm president. I'm letting you know what I can do and get away with. And literally, he takes it to one extreme to the next. And like I said, he he told you, you got to listen when the man speaks. He said, this is just the beginning. I don't listen when he speaks. And maybe that's... <laughs> Yo, he said, he said that immediately yeah. afterwards. He said, this is just the beginning. So maybe that's why Twitter and all them decided now. Because first they put him on a 12-hour ban. Now it was permanent. Uh Uh-huh. Because they probably like, yo, this is just the beginning. What is he planning? And I feel like that's probably why a lot of his um, team is resigning now. Because he talked about his plans. And they didn't think he was going to do it. And now they're starting to see it. So they're like, oh, let me resign before he finished doing what he said he was going to do. You can't depend on somebody to have responsibility that wasn't held responsible for anything his whole life. Facts. That's facts. 
factual. They've been spoiled from birth. Nonfiction. Faction. <laughs> Whatever we want to call it. Yeah. All right. So we know uh, four people died after making the choice to enter the Capitol illegally. I don't have no remorse, but um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, <laughs> one man reportedly tased himself in the, in the genitals and, di- and died from a heart Tased attack. himself? Yeah, he was so excited. They said that he tased himself and then he had a heart attack. And wow. we, oh, yeah, he deserved to die. I don't then, care who his family is. And I don't <laughs> care if you're watching this video. <laughs> and then we know about the woman that was shot and killed after ignoring orders to stay back. So how I do feel some type of way about her being killed, because I do think I can they could that. have done something different. But I'm slightly indifferent because I'm like, so many times they've done it to black people. Like, why should I care now? Because it's a white woman. No, I can that feeling. But I do <laughs> still feel the same. Like, they do need to try more de-escalation. But at the Capitol. I don't believe in de-escalation at the fucking Capitol. So mm. I'm really, I'm up in the air about that one. All right, so, I'm on the fence. So about that woman, how crazy is it that she was identified as a vet and with pictures of her smiling like they were trying to gain sympathy? Like how crazy is that? Oh, yeah, we don't give a fuck. She was wrong. Not only that, I mean, they throwing out, all right, just be Let's off top. Let's just dismiss this whole this whole notion of because somebody's a vet that means that they're an honorable person. That's it's it's a job. It's a job, and just like with any job, you have despicable. You can get in or you can suck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can take that away to try and say, oh, she was a vet, but yet she took an oath to you know to defend the Constitution against. Enemies, foreign and domestic. You know what I'm saying? And, yo, she went against that. So, to hell, literally to hell with her. And here's the thing that really is upsetting me. Now they're snatching the whole the whole movement of Say Her Name for Breonna Taylor. And they're applying that to her. Yeah, I've seen that. That's crazy. They, they said Say Her Name? Change your mind. The woman at the Capitol? Yeah. That's what I said. I'm gonna change your mind on that. Say her name, applying to yeah. her. No, I thought they were doing say her name for the black woman that got gunned down because she accidentally went through a barricade at the Capitol and nope. she had her kid in the back of her in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Was, Did y'all hear about that? What's her name? That was a couple you know her name? No, no, I don't that was that wasn't re- that was a couple years ago, right? It was, but still, it don't matter. Yeah. No, yeah, no, they, you they, can say anybody name, say her name, because yeah. she was killed for no reason. She was killed for not having a GPS, essentially. No, she was killed for being too close to a federal building, where it's considered a security threat. Now, these people came out there with guns, baseball bats, zip ties, a little gallow to hang somebody, tear gas, planted explosives. Oh, and you forget that they stole the um, riot shields. Yep. And they found, yo, they found a, a van with pipe bombs in it. So you got all of this going on. Huh. 
and they're and patriots. That wasn't, that wasn't a threat to security. That's crazy. America. That's all I can say. You know what's going to take? They're going to have to kill a congressperson. Well, remember that that dude almost did it with um that that senator in Arizona. What was it? Um, Kathy. What was her oh, name? the one that got shot in the head. Yeah, Kathy uh, Gif- Gifford or something like that. Yeah. So he damn near killed her. And then remember, at a baseball game, didn't somebody die in Virginia a couple years back? I think mm. so. It was something like that. So yeah, no, the, these white supremacists can they can do that and get away with it because guess what? Their notion is this is my country. If I want to destroy, I have the right to destroy it, but you don't. <laughs> yep. Real. No, that's crazy. Yo, that's an interesting perspective. I didn't think of it like that. That's a very interesting perspective, though. They probably do think of it like, yeah, this is my country that you guys built, so I have a right to destroy it. It's like, I mean, it's like this, put in perspective. It's like, your kids can put a hole in the wall, you're going to be pissed off. But if an outsider comes into your house and start damaging your house, you're going to defend your house. And you're going to say, yo, you can't do that. It's my house. That's their whole mindset. Yo, that's very interesting. I'm not, that's a very good analogy. That's what it is, though, with these people. They seriously believe that when they got... We're guests. Huh? They think we're guests. No. In they this think country. We're, we're supposed to be slaves still. Yeah, like we're guests we're in this country. Pets. Like, we're not... We don't... We're, this country isn't ours also. We're just we're visiting. <laughs> yep. We're visitors. Uh, like, look at what they did to the um, indigenous people. They they tried it with us, but it's like, we don't die, we multiply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Baby's kids. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's so do y'all believe that um, they'll remove 45 from office? No. I think the easiest thing is to just wave it out. I'm glad they filed the paperwork so that it can go in the history books. Blah, fucking blah. But at the end of the day, I seriously feel like it's a dollar short in a day late. My my take on it, I don't want them to do that. Reason being, we got to be strategic about this. If they remove him from office, who becomes president? Pence. Pence. Who's, who's no longer his friend? So, Pence. And what do you think Pence will do? What can Pence do in 11 days? Pardon him. Yeah, he can pardon a lot of people. He can pardon Trump. Whereas, you let him stay there. Well, did you see that right before Twitter deleted his account, he was tweeting that Pence isn't his friend? Well, you know, he's going to throw a temper tantrum, but we know that Pence would be too shook. He'd be too shook, and he would just do it because of the Republican pressure. Right. So I, I just think you let him stay there. He served his time in office, and then when it's over, then they can start building a case and file charges. That's what I think. I think they should draw it out until after the 20th. Most definitely, because he's going to be responsible, if not criminally, definitely civilly, 
for the deaths of those people. Mm-hmm. So, Excite, inciting an insurrection. Yeah. Well, he used to get sued. He don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lawsuit is his, is his middle name. Yeah. Hmm. Well, now, what we need to, who, who people need to sue if they're creative and thoughtful like I am, just sue fucking Twitter. Because y'all knew he was a danger last year and the year before that and the year before that. You did, I was sue the platforms that allowed him to incite this insurrection. Hold them responsible. Because to be honest, he's not losing much. But they will lose a lot. Mm-hmm. But but peek this. What greater platform is there than being president of the United States? There is no greater platform than that. So how can you hold Twitter accountable? Because if it wasn't for Twitter, put it like this. There is no greater platform than being president of the United States, but media outlets have to agree. Like there's a there's different as far as the White House is concerned, there's different protocols you have to take before you can just, as president, before you can go and like be on news stations and stuff. That's why every that's why it's called like a press conference. You see what I'm saying? He, mm. The president can't just come out and be like, the president just can't come out and have a random fucking press conference. Like that, it's a process that has to happen. But he can come out and randomly tweet. Do you see where? Do you see what I'm saying? How Twitter is responsible? Because yeah. if if he wanted to, if he and this is me, like from back in the day when I wanted to be a lawyer, if these were my clients, this is the argument I would have. If he wanted to incite this insurrection via a press conference, it most likely would never have been aired. Because I agree. Yeah, yeah. Or if it would have been aired, it would have been taken down immediately. It wouldn't have gotten to as many people. Or basically, they allowed and encouraged him to incite this insurrection. So while they're trying to clean up now, they allowed this and encouraged it. They have been encouraging his behavior for four years by means of censoring other regular people where Trump can say things and not get banned that regular people can't say without getting banned. So the fact that you made these exceptions for this individual, I don't give a fuck if he is the president. The fact that you made these exceptions for this individual means that you should be held accountable for making these exceptions. If I was a civil lawyer, I'm suing Twitter because you allowed this. So you mean to tell me now after the fact, you delete him permanently. This should have happened two years ago. This should have happened years ago when he was, um, when he said, what was the phrase he said? Uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mm-hmm. That should have been enough. Yeah. But it wasn't. So now I was sue, I was sue Twitter. I was sue Twitter. Personally. Yeah. If it, if it was my family member that got killed, I'm suing Twitter because my family member is following the president and you're allowing them, 
you're allowing the president to do this shit. Like, I would play, I would all the way play, my family member is dumb as hell, mm -hmm. following presidential orders that you allow the president, you allow the president to give orders via Twitter. So since y'all decided to allow the president to give orders via Twitter, you're accountable for the orders, for, for the results of the orders that he gave. Mm -hmm. mm. That's true. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't, I didn't look at it like that before. Yeah. Twitter needs to be shut the fuck down. Allow, make room. Like y'all had your time. Like I don't like when people try to monopolize either. Like y'all had your time. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> Just get over it. Yeah. Make way for a new social media. Make way for a new social media representative. Y'all fucked up. Mm -hmm. Y'all fucked up. And y'all y'all need to pay for it. Like y'all had a nice run. How long was Twitter out there for? Like it don't even matter. Like everything everything lives and dies. Y'all it's time for Twitter to die, like MySpace did. Twitter needs to die like MySpace because Twitter allowed the president to incite an insurrection. You mean to tell me they block all kinds of people all day long? You mean to tell me they'll block somebody for talking about dick, but they're not blocking the fucking president? They didn't catch the president telling motherfuckers to storm the Capitol? Are you serious? Yeah. You should have a team of people. You should have a team of people on the president's post. Right. It's time Listen. for Twitter to die well, and somebody else to be on top. Originally, Kill Twitter. When, um, like, all right. So I think the whole Twitter thing came into play with um, under um, Barack Obama, President Obama. I think that's when it became a thing, social media. And I remember he said he liked his, um, what was it, BlackBerry, right? I remember they kept talking about how it was a security issue. Mm -hmm. so you're definitely right, because it's, it's amazing how it went from that's a security issue to somebody who we know is unstable and has the ability to just tweet out whatever. What if he says, you know what, I'm going to tweet out this confidential information. And I'm pretty sure... And Twitter allows it. Yeah, it should be... Well, I don't even... We can't even say it should be like, um, who's the gatekeeper like in that situation? Like, he doesn't have his team around him to say, okay, yeah, that could fly, that can't fly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like... It, I mean, they've changed it. Originally, like the amount of followers, right? I followed Barack Obama. And so what Twitter did, I think they, they had a presidential. It wasn't like you have your personal account, then they make it presidential. So it was like a presidential account. And what they did is from Barack Obama, once he was no longer the president, they transferred everything from that presidential account over to Trump. So I was following Trump without even knowing it. Because I was following. Oh. So now they're saying they've changed that to when Joe Biden becomes president, you have to follow him. It's no longer just going to be transferred over. Which I well, think it can't be transferred over from an account that don't exist anymore. 
I'm just just appalled that it took all of this for them to permanently delete his account. Well, didn't it take all of this for um, some, not even all, because even remember that same night, all that shit went down. People in the House, over 100 people, over 100 Republicans still voted to overturn the election results. Even after people coming in there to threaten their ass. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people, I think it's like the fashionable thing. It's the trendy thing to do now. Let me bail on him. Nancy, what's it? Betsy DeVoy's. Oh, you know what? I'm resigning. All these people resigning. And I think it's just so they're not accomplices in all this shit. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It ain't it ain't all of a sudden these people woke up and say, you know what, he's a bad man. Are you serious? He bad man. To, to make you see he was a bad man? You crazy. But yeah, like I think it's fucking exactly what you said. That's my two cents. Trying to save face. Yep. Yep. All right, so um switching back to law enforcement. Seeing the amount of restraint shown by law enforcement, and you, know, you know how people make the uh, argument that they just need extra training. Mm. But is that really necessary when you can clearly see that they know how to use alternative methods to de-escalate situations as shown by the white privilege uh, insurrection? I feel as though um, it exposed a lot it exposed a lot within American society. And like we mentioned, um, we law, law enforcement was like the, the bigger thing I took from it. It was just like, hey, peep this. This is what y'all allowed to occur. This is what you allowed to happen. And at the same time, it's like, we're talking about defunding the police. This this would actually, I mean, people were saying this is a result of people defunding the police. And no, that's not the case because they said that's the ninth largest um, police um, presence in the, in the United States. 2,300 um, officers that, that watch over the Capitol and that, that whole, that whole um, White House, et cetera, that whole area down there. So what it does for me is confirm, okay, so you're putting all this money into this and basically look at how easy these people were able to do this. So what, so where's all this money going in here? I don't know how many millions of money of funding that they pumped into to this police. Um, I don't want to say police agency, but into this, into these people that are supposed to be protecting the, the highest, elected officials in the land. And these people basically laid down, laid down for these people and decided, hey, you know what? They're a conservative, I'm a conservative. I'm not gonna go ahead and, um, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. As a matter of fact, there's even reports coming out talking about how these people were, some of these people were off-duty officers that was involved in all of this as well. I believe it. So, yeah, so it's like, like I said, you have people coming from the same family, same house. Hey, I'll catch you down at the rally. Oh, yeah, don't forget to open that that barrier for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I believe 
I definitely believe shit like that went down. Yeah. And it's like, just like we witnessed in Kenosha, it was like, you had these people protesting. Um, I forget the brother's name, who they lit up in the back seven times and paralyzed for life. And people went out there to protest. Then you had these vandals, Antifa, infiltrate and do what they do. But at the same time, you had this, how old is he, 17-year-old punk, mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah. He came, into the, he came into the mix, drove from out of state, illegally transported a firearm over the border, and committed murder on two people. And the police was protecting his ass during it all. Even the the whole judicial system was um, protecting his ass to the fact they let him out on bond. And now he was just caught. I don't know if you got to see that. He was just caught at a bar drinking. He's only 17. That's crazy. So it's like, how are you out on bond and you're doing this and you're not immediately picked up and thrown back in jail? Exactly. So, yeah, we, we see it's... It's not even at the police level. As we see, it's at the highest level because Trump allowed it and Trump sat up there and straight up said, I know how you feel. I'm angry too. We love you. So it's like, this is how you treat people. Like what Dia said, like you consider a population three-fifths human and then the people that aren't considered three-fifths human, you let them do literally whatever they want to do, even to the point where they desecrate some of the oldest buildings in the United States with the highest elected officials. And it's downplayed as to what really occurred. Because imagine if there wasn't social media. Imagine if we didn't have this technology where people... The document. We would have just gone off witness accounts and the media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we would have just been like, oh, yeah. Nah, we believe it. Just like how people had to go off the word of the police about what happened in a situation. Like the Rodney King beating, for example. If that video didn't exist, what were they saying? Oh, he was drunk and belligerent and attacking us. This, that, and the third. So... Yeah, I definitely feel as though the the law enforcement, yeah, they they did exactly what they intended to do, and that's what they get paid to do. Yeah. Yep. They were we we were always seen as the threat. They were never seen as the threat. No, I definitely I definitely agree. So with this with this situation, just to add on to that, um, because you you touched on it, do you see any similarities to the? whites who were masked and causing destruction during the Jewish Floyd um, protests? Because it looks like some of them were at the uh, insurrection at the Capitol doing the same stuff. You know what? I don't believe it. Because that's the first thing that they kept trying to say. It was um, Sarah Palin said it, said it, actually. Oh, that was Antifa. And you know how, you know why I don't believe it? Because it was Antifa First of all, I don't even know what Antifa is. I understand what anti-fascist is, but I don't know what Antifa is, as in what what people make that up. Yeah, but I'm not even referring to the um, it's 
because Antifa is something that seemed like that's just one of the talking points of political stance. Right. What I believe it was, was those mass people were undercover cops trying to incite a riot. Oh, I get, oh okay, I'm following yeah, you Yeah, the ones that would break the glasses and then they'd be handing out bricks to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paying people and shit. Yeah, but it seems like it was some of them were here, but they didn't have no mask on because they were using the same techniques, breaking glass. Right. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, that's why I was going, okay, so yeah, we both talking the same thing, because that's why I was saying, I don't believe it was necessarily Antifa, but I get what you're saying. And because, like I said, they weren't covering their faces go around, and they know exactly what they were doing. But like you said, if you look, it's the same tactics that the people deemed Antifa was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, no, these people, they just they just came up with a name for these white supremacists that they want to say is Antifa. I don't know. Maybe they got something against them, or maybe it was strategically put there to say, hey, we can always blame a certain portion. We'll just call them Antifa. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, these people, they went in there the same way. They knew what they was doing. But, yeah, these people, they weren't – these people that – the people that died and the people that were there, who the media was able to um, name, they're all Trump fanatics. Whereas they have websites, they they have gear, like they're they're all Trumpsters. To the fact where now nah, this ain't no Antifa, this ain't somebody that's against Trump. These are all people that was for Trump that went in there and did that on behalf of Trump. So, yeah. yep. No, I definitely agree because, um, like you said, it was fanatics. And then I think with every kind of insurrection like that, especially done by, like, terrorist groups and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. always had those the dummies who end up being the fall people. Yep. You had the people that have a strategy and set out to do this, and then they were like, oh, yeah, why don't y'all come down? Boom. So they have the fall people that's taking selfies and mm-hmm. do all kinds of dumb stuff to distract you from what the world purpose is. Yep. So you could you can only imagine what was really going on in there when all this other nonsense was going on. Yep, all that sensitive information in there. We don't know we don't know what those people did in there. We don't know what they took, we don't know what they planted. We don't know what they uncovered as far as what plans does Congress have coming up that we, we're not aware of. And now these people got to jump on it. You know, let's say that there were plans to actually address the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. Now these people know how other ways to make the situation worse. This is just a hypothesis. I'm just putting that out there as an example of what was what is possible with what these people did. You know what I mean? There's a reason it's a high security level area. Mm-hmm. People literally just walked in there for the, for the mere fact that they were allowed to bring weapons that close to that area. I see, like I said, they zip ties. What were the zip ties for? They're planning on tying them people up, tying up the politicians and stuff. Baseball. Who, who, who knows Duh. what they were going to do? Yo, people don't understand the severity of this, or people want to pretend as though they don't know the severity of it, but 
had that person have been, I truly believe, just like how they, um, the leader of the Proud Boys, I think he's Puerto Rican, right? Mm-hmm. And you notice how they, they, they arrested him, I think, the day before or banned him from coming there. But you notice how they deemed him the leader and they took care of his ass? Mm-hmm. Had somebody had an Arabic name there, can you imagine what they would have done and what they would have deemed this person as? Oh, yeah. They would, <laughs> they would, they would have put the whole thing on him. His plan, everything. Yeah, they would, and then they would have somehow um, made him be from Afghanistan. Some connection, yeah. Yeah, or Saudi Arabia, somewhere, I, like, over there that they would make some kind of connection saying that, oh, yeah, he's with, uh, what's his right. name, ISIS or Al-Qaeda mm-hmm. or something like that. Yep. Yep. And he's a mole for ISIS. They would have done all of that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's when people keep specifically Caucasians, I always see running into this. Anytime you you bring up the fact, the the obvious fact that race plays a factor in this, they always want to dismiss, well, why do you always got to bring race up? And I find it ironic and funny because you were the people that constructed race. And now you want to say, why is it being brought up? <laughs> I think that's a trip, right? <laughs> they came up with the whole construct of race. And now anytime race is brought up because when they're on the defense is when they say, why is it being or they'll say the race card or why is race being brought up? It's not about race. Most mm-hmm. certainly this is America. They never wanted to address their, you know, face their demons when it comes to that. So therefore. It definitely plays a part in it. And this is the most obvious case of it in recent times. This is the most obvious. I know we've had had over 20 shows. And it seems like throughout this time, it seems as though we're like, yo, this is an example of it. No, this this is the one that's going to – no, this is it right here. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can get any higher than this at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right about that. All right, so final question. What is your message to those who think white privilege is a myth? Stop lying. Plain and simple, stop lying. Because, like I said, it's it's real easy to be ignorant to something, but once someone brings proof to you, I, you have to accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll put it like this. I have a friend who still, he still doesn't believe that women don't have equal rights in this day and age. And the ironic thing is, his mother's a nurse. And I say that to say, me, you being males, we may not see where we're privileged as as being males. And I brought up nursing as an example, and I'm going to show you why. Nursing is primarily a female field. Primarily, historically, it's been a female field. And it wasn't until maybe the late 80s where 
it was, you know, more acceptable for for men to be nurses. But during that time, my mom, who's a nurse, would tell me how much the pay was. So the pay was maybe $15 an hour. It wasn't, you didn't go into nursing to chase money. You went in as a passion to help people. Mm. Fast forward to the 2000s. Nursing is booming as far as career-wise because you can make some nice money in it. And all that is in part to men going into the nursing nursing field. So now it's competitive pay. So since men jumped in, nursing pay has jumped up dramatically. Wow. But it, it is. And, and I pointed that out to him like, hey, ask him. Sure enough, his mom said the same thing to him. It's like, yo, yeah, it's for real. We really didn't see pay until there were more men in nursing. Because, you know, historically, it's always the doctors would make the biggest money. Because most of the time, a doctor is a male. So, yeah, it's like just being a male, you know, you may not realize you have that privilege. But we always hear about it statistically. And it's to the point where it's like, okay, these people show for every dollar a male makes, a female may make 83 cents or whatever Mm. in the same position for the same company. And it's like, that's just one example. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other examples that I even overlook still, and I still don't know. But it has to be, once it's shown to me, I, I empathize and I take notice of it and I say, okay, I see where you're coming from. So going back to white privilege, it's like, like I said, I think I brought this up on our last show. It's like, for me to go into... Um, even if, even if it's a grocery store, sometimes out in the suburbs, you go into a grocery store and for you to feel like the only black person in there, it's like, we know how that feeling is to be the only one of, of, uh, representing our race in a certain place, whether it be even a library, a classroom, etc. Whereas how often do they run into that where they're the only white person in the area? They literally would have to go out of their way to do that. And that's part of the privilege, not having to feel that, that uncomfortable feeling of, damn, if something goes down, am I okay? Am I safe? You know what I mean? So just that. And like I said, we, we, there's been so many examples of the police and how it favors them, outcomes, statistics, as far as arrests marijuana arrest etc even though when it comes to marijuana they say oh it's it's used at the same rate you know black and whites it's just that the arrests are four times as much when it comes to blacks so yeah man it's like get over get over whatever notion whatever preconceived notions you had of what white privilege is and just learn what it is. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. People hear white privilege and they just automatically say, no, it doesn't exist without even understanding what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. A privilege doesn't mean, Oh, well, I was poor too. 
Because that's the you know that's the major defense you hear. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't grow up rich. I didn't have money. We're not talking about money. We're talking about privilege. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Somebody I've seen it before in the hospitals, where even though we have um, color coordination amongst a nurse aide, a nurse, and a doctor, there's still patients who, if a doctor walks in that room and they happen to be even a woman, let alone a black woman, and then you have even one of the the nurse aides or even like environmental service in the room, they will look and speak to that white face as being, you know, being somebody in a higher position before they acknowledge that, hey, this is the doctor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's white privilege. That's white privilege, and they they don't they don't see it for what it is, man. Mm-mm. And the thing is, also to add on to what you said, people always thought that oh, I was poor too. Privilege is intangible. It's not it's not the amount of money that you have. It's the fact that you can go anywhere, and you don't have to worry about being threatened by police for walking in a certain neighborhood you know what i'm saying like certain things like that like if a cop is following you in the car you're not nervous <laughs> because of what could happen that if they stop you like those kind of things the intangible stuff that you can't say oh i grew up this way to grow up. no it don't matter mm-hmm. because it's, it's black people that grew up with money and they still have that feeling of just constantly being a threat or being viewed as a threat. Exactly. So, and even uh, go ahead, so, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead, you fine. But I was just gonna say, like, even I, I notice it like even with a vacation. If I want to take a vacation, some people will be like, some white friends will be like, Oh, why don't you go here? Yeah. Have you ever been to Louisiana? Oh, go here in Louisiana. They got cabins, this, that, and the third. And in my mind, I'm like, you crazy? <laughs> you trying to set me up? Exactly. That's something that they can't even conceive. They don't even think about it because it's like, oh, I can, I'm welcomed everywhere. I can go anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. Whereas we know, okay, if we're not in the city and if we're not in the right part of the city, we can look out of place to people and that's it. Our lives are in danger automatically. Yeah. And it's like the worst case scenario. There's some, there's some, some of this nature thing. Even though I know stereotype is we're not big fans of nature, but sometimes I see these these places, you know, nature trails and this that and the third. And I'm like, yo, that would be so cool to go and do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, this is in North Dakota. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, you know That's, what I'm saying. Yeah, it just throws up a red flag. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I were white, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't think twice. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they they say these things to us all the time. It's like, hey, I'm going here, I'm going there. And it's like, the only thing you can say is, oh, that's cool. That must be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that must be fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's because we're like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want to put myself out there. 
and I don't want to be the only one out there. Yeah, that's true. The thing about uh, Trump is that he's been a jumper cable for two things. He's been a jumper cable for white supremacy mm-hmm. because he supercharged them to think that they're unstoppable and they won't catch the fade. Mm-hmm. And then he also has supercharged white privilege because he makes the, he makes people think and remember, not think, but remember that they they can do these intangible things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So him supercharging those two areas doesn't do anything for anybody that's not white. Mm. And you supercharge somebody that would, if you supercharge white supremacy, that's the system as a whole. And it's been there already. It's just being put on more of a display for everyone. But if you supercharge people's uh, white privilege, Mm-hmm. It supercharges something within that most that most of them either can't see or they pretend like doesn't exist. And after what happened on Wednesday, those people can't say that anymore. They can't say that white privilege doesn't exist and give BS examples about growing up this way or growing up that way has nothing to do with that. It has to do with inherent things that occurs because of your skin color. Exactly. Because no matter if you're rich, poor, skinny, fat, whatever, if you're white, you have more privileges than than you or I. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's time to wake up because in all honesty, if those people were not white, there would have been more people shot. Only reason that one person was shot is because they didn't listen to the orders that were provided by people. The other three people died because of medical things. Like it was medical, it was medical issues that killed them. Only one person was shot and killed. Mm. So like it's that's it's crazy to think about because it's like when the protests, when the, the actual protests, which for George Floyd happened, mm-hmm. they were so quick to get the national guard out there, use tear gas, rubber bullets, real bullets. It was so quick to do it for actual peaceful protests. For the most part, the, they had them, I believe this to the day I die. They had the undercovers out there trying to incite stuff. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the real people who were out there, they were doing peaceful protests. And even then, y'all wanted to spray them. Right. And do all kinds of stuff to violate them. But these people break through the glass, carrying guns, don't even got no mask on during a pandemic. <laughs> And you got and you got police pretty much escorting them in and the police escorting them out. Right. And you know that, what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. And yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like I remember we'd have those people would be like, Well, that 
the protest wasn't peaceful in Kenosha. It wasn't peaceful in Minnesota. It wasn't peaceful. They were the pro the actual protests were organized and they were peaceful. Mm-hmm. And night would come. Most of the time, it occurred at night. There's been a couple times where some destruction occurred during the day, but like we said, there were literally there were literally um, stacks of bricks dropped in the middle of places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you'd have the people walking down the street protesting, and then all of a sudden, you'd have one or two stragglers come out, start breaking breaking down um a door or something getting people riled up and even most of the people who are really there for the cause yo what are you doing that's not what we're here for mm-hmm. they would jump in front of the building like yo this ain't going down with us and they would try and apprehend them people yeah those people would go run and then they'd find a police line and then the police would protect them yeah the police would kind of open up and then mm-hmm. let them go by then they would close Yep. So it's like, okay, when we were telling you this, all of a sudden it's, nah, that's not the case. But now it's blatant. It was daylight. There's, you can identify exactly who it was. Mm -hmm. People are all Trump fanatics. And you guys are trying to say, oh, that was Antifa. These are people from Antifa. Nah, bullshit. These are the people who feel entitled to do this. They keep saying we're gonna take back our country, and what does that mean? And and somebody saying they're gonna take back their country walked into the Capitol building with a Confederate flag. Confederate, right. <laughs> that right there is that's that's a sign of terrorism. Yeah, ain't that treasonous? You would think, right? But it's heritage. Ask him, and he'll say it's heritage. What heritage of owning people? Yep. <laughs> Southern pride. Right. Whatever, don't, whatever don't, that means. But don't each state have a flag? So why wouldn't you um, rep the state flag? Exactly. <laughs> each state does have a flag, but they choose to keep this um, Confederate flag going. Mm-hmm. But then they be carrying that alongside of American flag. And I'm like, in all honesty, and if people get offended, oh well. The American flag and the Confederate flag, I don't see no difference. They both represent the same shit. And you know, it's very true. And I know what you mean by that, but there are people who will say they don't understand. So you want to break it down? Okay. So the Confederate flag, it pretty much represents a time of, um, you know, slavery, the symbol of hatred, symbol of racism. The America flag represents, for for us at least, it's, just, it's not a, it's not a symbol of equality, like it's supposed. To, it's everything. It's everything that goes against what it's supposed to stand for. It's not. It's not a symbol of liberty. It's not a symbol of justice for all. It represents our ancestors and their blood being spilled and everything, but still you're supposed to pledge allegiance to this flag, to this country, this country that still sees us as three-fifths of a person. 
Mm-hmm. So how, what's the difference between that flag and the Confederate flag? It's still, it's still a symbol of hatred at the end of the day. And it's, and it's used to intimidate. It's used to intimidate non-whites in situations. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you notice, um, there'll be situations where, like in, in certain populations and areas of the country, like Montana, for example, with um, maybe a 90% white population, um, and they have racist racist pockets. Let me not call the whole state racist, but a majority of it is. And it's to the point where the American flag, oh, why don't you have an American flag? Oh, you must be against the United States. And they want to intimidate you. Mm. If you don't do this, bow down to the flag. It, it's funny. It's like bend the knee to the flag. It's it's by intimidation. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. And it's like if you if you're truly saying like what you just said, it's supposed to mean liberty and freedom. Then I should have a choice in how I want to approach the situation. Why why are you intimidating me into saying hey, pledge to this flag or don't let this flag do this, that, and the third. I died for this flag. You died for a piece of fabric is what you're telling me. Not <laughs> died, but you have people in the military that died for a piece of fabric. That's what you're telling me? No, it's supposed to be what it represents. And I don't know how difficult that is to interpret for some. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think, thinking of other situations where it's intimidating, think about um, sports, sports events. Mm-hmm. When they play the national anthem, and it's a, it's multiple races in the crowd, and all the white people around you standing up. Depending on the kind of white people, if they drunk, they'll try to say something to you if you don't stand up. It will, and like that can start a big thing because that flag don't mean the same thing that it means to them, which is another form of privilege. Yep, because they they have the privilege to get those things that the flag is supposed to represent. Hmm. The whole the whole national anthem. I know we had an episode on it, so it's like, all right, you know who wrote the national anthem? You know what that third stanza was in there? It's it's crazy to me how you can say it means the same thing for you and I. When that's not the case. Guess yeah. what? Until it does mean the same thing for you or not, they may even need to change it for it to mean the same thing for you or not. Like, like even the um whatchamacallit? The L what is it? LGBT flag? Mm-hmm. They even amended that to where they throw in the color brown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. They said, okay, we're going to be inclusive. So in order to, rather than just say it, they showed it. You know what I mean? So it's like, rather than you just saying this, why don't you do something to prove so? But then you'd have these people like how they have the flag now, that the the flag with the blue line in it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They, They bring these symbols and that's that's what I mean by through intimidation. They use that flag 
in ways to say I'm against black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they they know exactly what it means. They know exactly what it means. And they want to pretend as if they don't understand when we say this is why we won't pledge allegiance or this is why we've been, you know, this is why we kneel for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a primary example. All of a sudden you have a flag with a blue line saying back to blue. And it's supposed to be like the response to Black Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. How did this, how did all of this, because we said police brutality, speaking out on bad police, how did this become Black versus police? Instead Mm -hmm. of police brutality, bad cops. Which the should be against. You know what I'm saying? It always amazes me how they always twist things and twist the message into what they want it to be, their narrative. Yeah. And that's why it makes you wonder. It'd be like, you could say good cops, but are they really good cops? Right. If they won't stand up against the bad cops and they see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that makes them accomplices to it. Uh, yep. It's silent. Yep. It's, it's no different than... Like I said, it's it's no different than them saying, see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Why don't you abide by your own advice? Yeah. You you want us you want us to see something and say something to help you do your job. But you don't want to see something and say something to actually help your job be done better. Mm-hmm. So that's it's that's crazy. It's like and it's all ties into white privilege. Right. Like you got the privilege to do these things, but then let's say you or I, instead of hanging an American flag outside, we want to, we want to hang our African liberation flag outside. Mm-hmm. We don't even, we don't even got the privilege to do that for, in our, in our own home because potentially somebody vandalize it. Or somebody and start questioning like, oh, what's that? What's that flag? Where's your America flag? Because they feel like they can do that. Then you're labeled a BIE, Black Identity Extremist. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny. The minute you run a, that's why Trump sat up there and basically said, you know what? There's no diversity training, and 1611, we're not going to start teaching because. It teaches division. What, what do you mean? It teaches division and hate. It's like anytime you can be honestly. What what do we celebrate? I've always seen that's that's one question I've seen growing up. I've always asked growing up. It's like, look at the amount of parades people have. What parade do we have for ourselves? None. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, just to show self-pride, to build esteem, we can't do so because it's it's seen as being hateful, in a sense, is what they were twisted into. Yeah. It's, it's funny, though, because um, to speak on what you said about Trump, he said mm-hmm. about division and hate. But the division and hate that he's talking about 
is that it's going to cause division between white people because it's going to be those white people that be like, oh, shit, I didn't know this is happening. Like those people that sincerely didn't know. They say, I get it. Yeah. And then they'll be, they'll say they'll get it. And then the other white people will hate that. Mm-hmm. So that's the division that he, that he's yep. referring to that he don't want to happen. And, oh, um, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way of breaking that down. I never looked at it that way. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like these people, these people don't want no kind of large scale awakening. They want they want to kind of th- keep things at the status quo. They need they need people to just go along with the program. Mm-hmm. Because the minute majority of people stop going along with the program, what's where where is the program going to be? It's going to be obsolete. Mm. That's real. That's real. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, an interesting episode of Liberated Mind Show. We touched on uh, capital terrorism and you know white privilege being on full display. Um, we hope y'all, you know, continue the discussion, and you know, make sure y'all share the podcast, give feedback. Um, we'll see you next episode. Peace.